0: Hello, everyone, and welcome out to this week's Dual Threat Podcast. <laughs>
1: the second take.
0: <laughs> well, that's our second take. I am not singing, so singing not not on point right now, but that's okay, Scooter, because we are going to start this Dual Threat Podcast episode not with a song and word by me, but with our unofficial, unsponsored sponsor, the crumble cookie lineup. How is the crumble cookie lineup looking this week, Scooter?
1: Well, it's a stay away week for you with the no fruits. Um, once again, back to back weeks. There might be something on the horizon for you next week, but this week the cookie you look out for chocolate Swiss roll. I haven't had it, but I've heard good things about it. Um, if you like, I mean, if you're a person that likes Swiss rolls, go grab it. Or if you're a person who likes Boston cream pie, go grab it. Because who knows when they'll be back. He, I, no one. <laughs> no one knows when they not come even, back. Not even me. Not even me.
0: So. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. Well, good. Crumble lineup looking okay for people this week, I'm guessing. I don't know. Not my week. You said it. Not my week. I don't know. Could be your week. Boston cream pie is not my thing. There's no fruit in there.
1: There's there's fruit. Fruit is on the horizon. I'll just let you know that. Okay. I I do want this
0: to be known my favorite crumble cookie ever is not a cookie but it's the key lime pie that thing oh
1: so you're a pie you're a pie fan
0: I'm a fruit fan and the fruit cookies I love but the key lime pie oh my like it's making my mouth start to water right now it's
1: bad (laughs) uh we will we'll get that uh we'll get that over to the menu team say we need key lime pie stat for Higgins so he can he can uh I, I do see it on the menu here actually in okay it's so in it's in the future it is in the future I can't specify when
0: it could be this week could be three months from now I know you guys do like the menus pretty far out so yep. we could see who knows key lime pie Oh, baby, I'm getting hyped up right now. Scooter, before I get too far down this key lime pie hole, let's let's dive in and let's actually talk about the the NFL. I don't need to be in any key lime pie holes right now. Let's talk about the NFL. Let's give some headlines. Let's give a recap about what's going on. I kind of want to highlight something that we don't usually highlight on this podcast, and that is it was a big week for a lot of. Utah players whether that's people that lived in Utah grew up in Utah or played for a Utah school so some of those players obviously Taysom Hill had an awesome week multiple touchdowns from multiple positions Mm. Uh, Dalton Schultz for the Texans had a good week Um, pretty much every receiver on the Texans had a good week Kincaid had a really good week outside of the fumble Uh, he had he was Josh Allen's go-to guy it felt like and then Jordan Love, you know, nothing special from Jordan Love, but he went 20 of 26, but, you know, nothing, like, jaw-dropping. Matt Gay hit another huge field goal and and helped the Colts to a win. And last but not least, your boy Jaron Hall led the Vikings down the field on one drive.
1: He looks good, honestly, in the one drive. I watched the first drive, and then he got... I think two concussions, I'm pretty sure. It was crazy. He got obliterated um, at the goal line and then obliterated again um, by the turf. So that was sad. That was sad, but he played really well in his one drive.
0: Yeah, I would agree. I I watched the play and I still could not believe he like got a concussion from it. I thought he was going to have like a broken hand or something. I don't know why. I just watched the play, and it, concussion didn't strike my mind when I was watching that play.
1: Well, when you already have like seven concussions in your career, it doesn't take much to get another one. Unfortunately for the guy, so um, it's too bad because clearly that was like his kind of his chance, and then Josh Dobbs comes in, comes in, and is the hero that um, that game for the Vikings. So we'll see if he gets another chance. But I have another. I have a question for you as well. You brought you brought up Taysom Hill. Um, do you think he has a skilled in every position shirt like you did in in high <laughs> school? No, but we need to get him that shirt. He needs to just have that as like his bio or something. I, he might he wouldn't be able to attend Wasatch High with that shirt, but no, no you, you
0: can know. attend Wasatch High. They just make you put a shirt over
1: that shirt. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as as someone on the podcast is familiar with. <laughs> So that's interesting. We'll I have to get him one.
0: I still am pretty upset about that to this day. Not only <laughs> did I get dress coded for that, I skilled in every position during the soccer season, so yep. it wasn't like, I mean, yeah, you can take that sexually, but like,
1: no, I no, not whatsoever. No <laughs> one was thinking of it sexually, as well as um, kind of kind of a um, get your mind out of the gutter moment for leadership to assume. Yeah,
0: I, this was during soccer season I was wearing this. How could
1: it possibly be about anything other than soccer?
0: I couldn't believe it. I also got dress coded. I don't know if you know this. Twice? I, twice. Not for the skilled in every position, because I would have got um, detention or something if I wore it again. Uh, I
1: I'm wore a... Bad, uh, bad boy. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a bad boy, apparently.
0: <laughs> uh, I wore a Wiz Khalifa shirt, just like a picture of Wiz Khalifa. Nothing like no drugs in it. Nothing. Just a yeah. picture of Wiz Khalifa. Yep. They told me the shirt is not appropriate for school. I got dress coded for that as well. For wearing a picture of somebody what? as a shirt.
1: Yeah, that's no comment there. That's big yikes. Big yikes. Big yikes. But uh,
0: yeah, back to your point, Scooter. We do need to get Taysom a skilled in every position bio yeah, maybe a shirt. Maybe I can make him that shirt now. It's been long enough. I can maybe make him that shirt. So we need oh, to get taste on something like that.
1: We do, but yeah, I, I good, good, good on you shouting out the, uh, the, um, the locals. We love to see it. Where did why? Where did you say Dalton Schultz was from? Ooh, I've
0: got I've got some intel here. So Dalton Schultz played. I I can't remember if he's from Harriman or um somewhere at south jordan but he played at bingham okay so he played at bingham then went to um stanford but also uh do you know braxton jones the starting left tackle for the bears
1: yes yes you said you've shouted him out before yeah
0: so he played at suu i actually just learned this last week that he's actually from like midvale in utah oh there you go yeah big time guys we got a lot of good decent players that have
1: Come through the Utah rings. You're forgetting the biggest one of the year so far, Puka. Yeah, or a wow. native Puka.
0: No, not a good week by Puka
1: though. <laughs> wasn't his it Wasn't his fault. He had to play. He had to play with um Brett Ripien or whatever, or whatever. you say that guy's name?
0: Yeah. Uh, not good.
1: Not his fault. Not his fault whatsoever.
0: The Broncos didn't even like that guy. If that says anything to you. Yeah, that's true. So yeah good week for for Utah guys but there are some rookies that we should probably talk about at least one scooter I don't know if you want to highlight this guy or if you want me to
1: let's you highlight him he's he's your boy from Ohio State you gotta you gotta hype him up
0: okay yeah 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 well he does play for your boy D'Amico Ryan's CJ Stroud was absolutely incredible in the Buccaneers game um just so you know, they did not have a kicker after, like, the first... I saw that. ...order or something. Young Hoku, uh, or not Young Hoku, Kayami Fairbairn, um, got injured. And so, basically, they were like, if it's fourth and five, and we're in field goal range, we have to go for it. So... There are, it it probably is a little bit skewed because of that. But CJ Stroud set the passing yards record for a rookie, and I think tied the passing touchdown record for a rookie in a game.
1: Yeah, for sure, set the passing yards record. Um, honestly, we talked about it. The slate last week was just a nightmare outside of like four games, but you had you knew like at least one or two of them outside of those four was going to be good. And this was the one that was going to be good of all, of all games, of course, was Texans Buccaneers somehow. And honestly, when the Bucks score, how much did the Bucks? What, what time was left? Like 40 seconds or something like that. Yeah. 40 f- seconds. Texans went the length of the field with 40 seconds and like two timeouts. And um, CJ Stroud throws a touchdown pass to take Dell at the, at the very end that was like a it was like a 30 second drive too. which how many here's my question for you about cj stroud he's had a really solid rookie season so far his touchdown interception ratio is insane as well i think it's like 16 to 1 how many teams are taking cj stroud over their current quarterback i i I think we
0: still have a lot to to see from stroud
1: we we absolutely do but how many teams? I'm still asking. Of course, of course. Like, there's, there. Let's run through them. Oh. Um, the Panthers. No, that's. I a, don't. That's... I don't know why they no, would no. not let's want say, CJ Stroud. Let's say the teams that aren't. Wait, or or do you think there's more teams that would take him? Because I I think there are more teams that would take him than wouldn't. Oh really? I think you think the opposite. Mm. Mm, I, I think it's, it's pretty close. Would, I think it's more teams that would take him. Jets. Okay, let's 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 run through. Okay, I, I'm gonna we're rapid firing. Okay, we're going through all 32. Steelers. No, we're starting. Out, <laughs> we're gonna go in order. Bills. No. Dolphins. Probably no. No. Patriots. Mm probably yes. <laughs> yes, yes, absolute yes. Um, okay, Jets. Yeah, Jets. probably yes. Ravens. No. no. Bengals. No. no. Browns?
0: That's an iffy one.
1: I'm still I mean contract wise if they could get out of the Deshaun, yes, they're taking him. They're, yeah. yeah. I'm saying yes. Uh Steelers
0: maybe yes of course they would
1: <laughs> okay so we only have four teams that are no's out of eight. the eight that we've gone through okay Te- texans are they taking him <laughs> yes <laughs> okay colts
0: Ye- well anthony richardson we haven't got to see enough of him okay but- they're
1: in they're an, they're in na as well um okay. with texans okay jaguars no okay titans Yes. <laughs> okay. Broncos. The Broncos have to. The Broncos ask any you ask. We call up Bahama Breezy right now. He is taking CJ Stroud.
0: Here's the hard thing about this, though, is contracts come into play and who you have. Like you can't just cut Russell Wilson because then you can't bring anybody else on. I
1: mean, if you're starting your team with someone. We're it, just starting the yes. team. Yep.
0: OK, yes, 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 yes.
1: So we're still only at five. Okay, Chiefs, no. That's six no's. Raiders, yes. yes. Chargers, no. no, probably. That's seven no's. We're 50% still, I think. <laughs> seven out of 16, shoot. Okay, Cowboys?
0: At the current time, I would say no. But okay. it's it's that's a really close one.
1: Okay, I would say yes knowing how Cowboys fans feel about Dak Prescott. But but how does Jerry feel? I think we should do this from the fans' perspective. It's too late oh. now, though. Okay. um, Cowboys will say no, so that's eight. Giants, yes. yes. Eagles, no. Commanders, yes. Bears, yes. Lions?
0: No. I think they're happy with golf.
1: Oh. <sighs> They, I mean they can be happy, but they should want Stroud. Um okay. So that's ten those. Okay, Packers smashing the yes button. <laughs> um Vikings.
0: At the current time,
1: yes. I think Vikings fans would rather just take a chance on the, the new up and comer anyway. At the I'm going to say this at the current time, yes. Do you think Kirk Cousins could be traded for like a second overall pick? No. Okay. Well, there you go. Um, okay. So that's 10 no's if we're counting Kirk as a no. Falcons, yes. Panthers, yes. Oh, yeah. Panthers, 100%. Saints, yes. Bucks, yes. The whole NFC South is certain. Yeah. <laughs> they are a wasteland. Cardinals, Yes.
0: Yes, I'll give you yes. Okay. Maybe. Rams? Yes.
1: Over Stafford?
0: Well, at the current time, okay. Stafford's injury, oh. older, well, we did, older we player. Didn't,
1: we didn't do it at the current time because of Kirk, Kirk we said, still having Kirk. No, we but maybe, at the current we, time, yes. We, for the, we, maybe, for Kirk. We, we maybe should have thought out this. A little bit more before I threw this on you, no, I think
0: you're right. We're over fifty percent.
1: Okay, Rams were counting as a as a yes. Then Forty ers yes, yeah, probably. Unfortunately, <laughs> Seahawks, yes. yes. Okay, so the ten, whole NFC
0: West, yes,
1: probably. So, so ten of thirty two teams would would not take Stroud over their current quarterback.
0: And and what plays into this is. <clears throat> You know, a rookie contract, young player with just high potential at the moment. We still have so much to see from him. So we're being a little like recent recency bias right now. But
1: oh, that's what the NFL is all about, though.
0: Yeah, it is. But right now, current state of affairs, contracts, the way players are playing, Stroud is probably there's
1: probably 22 teams that would take Stroud. The thing about the NFL is like having a week between games makes fans go bonkers. Like makes just like the media go bonk. Like it is, it is the wild wild west for overreactions and takes, and it's terrible. Like we, I like we gotta find a way to make the the wait between games shorter because it like it just drives me crazy to begin with. But like it's so hard not to just completely overreact to the last week or the last two, like where I'm at with the 49ers. Like I yeah. sky is falling still. So anyway, we need uh, like a
0: Tuesday night game. Wow. Could you imagine big numbers done on Tuesday
1: nights? Yeah. That's for, uh, that's for the Mac. That's for the <laughs> Mac conference. That's all <laughs> Tuesday's taken. No way the NFL could compete with Maction.
0: No, not
1: at all. No way. Speaking of of a Tuesday night game, how about these primetime games?
0: Yeah, can we flex these to the Tuesday night games? All of them?
1: (laughs) Let's just flex all yeah, all of them to actually yeah, to the past so that we don't have to watch them.
0: These this is like the worst primetime games I've ever seen in
1: my entire life. Well, the last few primetime games have been not very good either, which granted, hand up, I missed the Bengals Bills, which was my America's Dual Threat game of the week last week, um, for John Mayer. So okay, um, I don't know how that one really was. It's but pretty good. The other primetime games were not good.
0: I mean, but I when I look at the schedule, I feel like there's no way the schedule makers were like, "Yeah, Tennessee versus Pittsburgh. That's going to be a good game."
1: Yeah, the same team playing each other.
0: Los Angeles versus New York. Preseason, you know, Aaron Rodgers is there. Chargers are a, a team that should be in playoff contention every year, but somehow they always pull themselves out of it.
1: Well, the Jets are kind of the culprit for a lot of these primetime matchups, honestly, which is too bad because I it just is a breeding ground for the Zach Wilson takes to get totally out of control. And apparently people are still on the fact that Zach Wilson is the only person who's the problem.
0: Yeah. Um, one of, one of the guys I work with, he's a very avid sports fan. Um, he talked to me today about Zach Wilson and said, if Zach Wilson is so bad, why did they drop him back 58 times? I get it. Like they were behind, they had to, but if you watch the offensive line, like Zach Wilson has no help on the offensive line and the wide receivers outside of Garrett Wilson, it feels like they don't get open. They don't create separation. There's really not much for him to do there.
1: They're running the corpse of Randall Cobb out there still, like and Alan Lazard. They're running. They're running Aaron Rodgers like D team out there with him.
0: I watched Alan Lazard drop two passes that he should have caught. And granted, Tyler that's only Conklin. two passes.
1: Tyler Conklin too dropped the easiest touchdown pass of all time. Like, and maybe it's the way because.
0: I've heard this before. Some quarterbacks, the way they throw the ball, the way the ball wobbles makes it so it's not an easy catch, easily catchable ball. So maybe something like that is something that we don't see as fans that Zach Wilson's uh, balls aren't very catchable.
1: Well, pause.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So I don't know, like, Maybe that plays into it and we don't get to see this as fans, but I, I have no idea. It feels like Zach Wilson is getting all to blame, but Robert Sala and the team are still going with him. It feels like there's something like if he was really all to blame, they would have moved on to Simeon by now.
1: Zach Wilson's just a scapegoat. Like, that's all it's going to be all year long. So it's whatever. Hopefully, um, hopefully they'll play better this week against the Raiders. I just I need Jimmy G versus Zach Wilson so bad. I just need to see it. That would be the only reason I'd tune in. If Jimmy G's out there. That would just be awesome.
0: I, I, I'm I, nervous about that game. I have no idea which way that game's going.
1: Over under 36 and a half <laughs> points, Peg. <laughs> You're kidding me. That's the over under. That's what the line is set at.
0: If you had to take it, what would you take right now? <laughs>
1: I'd take alternate line under thirty. Holy crap! Granted, the Raiders' new team—they just put up a ton of points this last week under uh, Antonio Pierce. So
0: offensive, great Antonio Pierce.
1: Oh yeah, middle linebacker, all-time middle linebacker.
0: Uh, We don't talk about him. Um, the the primetime games that I do want to talk about, getting away from Antonio Pierce, uh. Well, so s- s- Monday night we have Denver versus Buffalo, which preseason that looked like it could have been a decent game if Russell Wilson was changed by Sean Payton. New York versus Las Vegas. I don't know why they ever thought Vegas was going to be a good team this year. This Thursday night game might be the worst primetime game in the history of sports.
1: That's true. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean it's they might as well just rebrand it to the battle for the number one pick. Well which is the best part because the Bears have both picks.
0: Well, here's the thing, I want to talk about that. I ha- I have something up here on our schedule okay. as our next segment talking about the number one pick. Yeah. This is bad. Yeah. Carolina versus Chicago is horrible.
1: I mean is Justin Fields even have a chance to play?
0: Um, I haven't looked today, but last I checked, he had a chance. Let me see if I can get that up.
1: Did Justin Fields play Bryce Young in the national championship? No, no. They lost to Clemson. They lost to Clemson. Yeah. The no. Okay, never mind.
0: Fields' thumb is listed as doubtful for Thursday's game and isn't yet clear if he'll go through a pregame warmup prior to the eight fifteen Eastern kickoff by Courtney Cronin. Nick well, Cronin's daughter, probably.
1: This is, yes, this is the <laughs> DJ Moore revenge game as well. So look for DJ Moore to put up 75 fantasy points on Thursday night again, like he did versus me.
0: Tremaine Edmonds out, officially out as of right now. So, so you lose probably one of your best defensive players and your starting quarterback for this game.
1: Out for Bryce Young to have a big game, then. Yeah, sure, <laughs> sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, let's that's. We know Tyson Bajant. Like we're, we're good with. I'm good on him.
0: I do have a question for you about Tyson Bajant. Sure. Is he a
1: backup? Um. To be a backup, all you need to do is show flashes for like a couple of games, and while he showed flashes, they haven't won. And I think you need to at least win a couple of games as well as, like, put up some numbers at least once in your career. And you can have a Chase Daniel career for the rest of your life where you're just on a, a perennial backup that never comes in. Um, but it's because, like – or, like, think about, like, Matt Flynn, how long he got a run because he had one game where he threw six touchdowns. <laughs>
0: yeah, in, like, a week 17 or something.
1: Yeah, so, like, he – I don't think he would – I'd, like – it's not like other teams are going to be calling about him if he – uh if he gets cut
0: um okay I just w- while watching him he kind of reminds me of like not he's not these this level of these guys but like Gardner Minshew or Taylor Heineke type guy like yeah you get these like way incredible plays and then you're like oh like that was a really big head scratcher I have no idea what he was thinking there
1: let's let's put it in perspective about Tyson Bagent though for context, <laughs> last week he was probably like what? Maybe the there was there was twenty eight teams playing cause four on unbi- four on unbi- by. He was probably like the twenty third best quarterback because we had Tommy DeVito, whoever the heck that is. They literally found just like a guy from the Jersey Shore to play quarterback for the Giants.
0: It's Danny DeVito's son.
1: Yeah, I I <laughs> I bet it is. Um, we had R- Ripian, Ripian.
0: Brett Ripian,
1: yep. um, Clayton yes. Tune. Yeah, Clayton Tune. I mean, he's for sure better than all of those guys.
0: Yeah, I would agree.
1: So anyway, um, it's, it's not. It wasn't. It wasn't good. It wasn't good. I mean, yeah. To, and then like Aiden O'Connell got the win, but he didn't really have to do anything. He, here's the thing about Bajin. He
0: played okay. Like he played good enough for most of the game and then the fourth quarter when it came down to like crunch time is when he really like unraveled yeah so anyway i don't know
1: probably talk about more of the good people in the nfl than the bad people in the nfl like we've been (laughs) talking
0: about scooter this week's slate is just absolutely
1: we've said that every week does the nfl have a scheduling problem
0: i i don't know because i'm looking at this and well okay, here's here's the problem about this week. Three of like the six best teams in the NFL right now are all on buys this week. So you're missing like half of your good like fun teams to watch.
1: yes, very true. and here's the thing too Hag. does the NFL have a have a talent problem? are the are the teams that have good records not actually good? I mean, because when you looked on the list, the teams that are above five hundred. Here here's what we've got. Steelers. <laughs> Saints, Vikings, both above 500. Neither of them good. Um Browns? Hey, I
0: had the Vikings winning the NFC North. So, yeah,
1: yeah. Uh and then I mean then you get to some of the better ones. You got Bengals, Jaguars. I think the 49ers are a good team. I don't really know. Ravens. Lions, Cowboys, Seahawks.
0: I I don't think the NFL has a talent problem. I think it almost has like an overabundance of talent that just makes like the disparity so small in between the good players and the really good players. I won't say great players, because that's a totally different
1: level for me. Sure. Okay. Well so that's my thoughts. Yeah, let's let's why don't we get into... The, oh, did, did you do the race for the top two picks?
0: No, let's do it. That's I fine. want to talk about this, because I'm looking at every, the standings in the NFL right now. Hold on, I got something in my nose. I'm starting to get a little clogged up or something. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, I'm looking at the standings in the NFL and the way the draft order would go right now. It's Arizona Cardinals, number one pick. Panthers... Traded to the Bears, number two pick. It looks, according to what I'm looking at, I don't think this is right. The Patriots would get the third. Just, I just pulled up the NFL standings, and the Patriots have the third pick right now. Yeah. I don't think that's right. I think the Bears would actually have the third, and the Patriots would have the fourth. And then the Giants are the fifth. So what I want to talk about with these guys is do... Um, um, do any of these teams have anything to play for, Scooter? Like, do any of these guys have, like, a reason to win?
1: Uh, no. I I, I would say the opposite.
0: I would say the Panthers definitely have a reason to win because they don't have their first round pick.
1: Sure. And they want to show Bryce Young can be the guy.
0: Yes. So... I think they have a reason to win. So it's not like they're just going to roll over and try to go for the number one pick. Bye. I think the Cardinals are in a similar situation is well, semi-similar. I think it's more on Kyler Murray though. If Kyler Murray's supposed to be back this week, Kyler Murray wants to show that he can win with this organization. He can win with this team. Maybe they pull out four wins. The Bears, I feel like they somewhat want to win. Uh, Flus is going to be on the hot seat. Justin Fields is on the hot seat. So if they do win a couple of games, they can't draft Caleb Williams or Drake May. They keep Justin Fields around. Maybe they keep Flus around. And that leaves us with the Patriots and the Giants. And the Patriots, I think, have something maybe to play for. You know, maybe. Let's see if Mac Jones has anything. Maybe not. I think the Giants are going to end with the number one pick, Scooter. They have nothing to play for. Their, their starting quarterback, who they should not have re-signed, is out for the season. Uh, their backup quarterback is out, Tyrod Taylor, who could get them wins. The Giants right now, I feel like Dable's safe. They're not playing for, like, Dable's job. They're not playing for, you know, like, my quarterback's not playing great so that he can try to keep his job. No one's really playing anything for the Giants, like. The Giants could lose every single game the rest of the year and end up with the number one pick.
1: They they have to be the favorite right now, honestly. They have to be the favorite. I feel like the, the Bears are the favorites because they have two picks there.
0: But, like, the Giants need to be the favorites.
1: The Giants are rolling out Danny DeVito's son as their quarterback. There's no way that they don't get the first overall pick.
0: Yeah, I... I don't know. I feel like the Cardinals may may win four games. The Patriots may win four
1: games. Here's the thing about the point you're making right now too is there's always a team around this time of the year that is just an absolute bottom feeder that screws up their chance to um get the number 1 pick um by winning a few games. Whether it was I think was it the Jets uh when they had the chance to get Trevor Lawrence or something. Yep, yep. the Jets
0: did it with Trevor Lawrence one couple then... of games
1: and then the texans did it
0: this last year two years ago this last year yeah this last year which they ended up getting the right guy but how ironic is that pretty pretty wild and then i feel like the lions i feel like did it too when it was aiden hutchinson so it wasn't like they were going for a quarterback but I feel like they had the number one pick and then they won and the Jaguars jumped them again. So the Jaguars went back to back number one overall picks.
1: Yeah. I Anyway, it's just, it's fat. It's, it's fascinating which team it's going to be. And it's, it's probably my money would be on, like you said, the Cardinals, they might win some weird games because Kyler can, Kyler's good enough to win a few games here and there. Um, And then, Honestly, I've been dogging them, but I feel like the Patriots have the potential. They've been in so many of the games they played that I feel like the Patriots have a chance to just like go on a little bit of a run, especially when they still have um teams like the Giants and the Colts and the Steelers and the Jets. Their schedule's like
0: not super great going. No, through.
1: no, it's not. Well, they have the Broncos too. So, anyway, um I just I think that uh I think there's a chance for them to to do it as well as the Cardinals. So. so, I mean,
0: I I was looking at this today. the The Giants have a point differential of minus 116. Yep. Let me read you off the scores from their last three games, I think, four games. So in the last four games, they have scored nine points, 14 points, 10 points and six points. Big numbies. Oh numbers. man, I've got to change my I've got to change my pick for one of our picks later now, now that I'm
1: reading this. <laughs> oh yeah, you do. Yeah, you sure do. You said you saw that you said too many points.
0: Yep. <laughs> Not too many points now.
1: The, you you the Giants it. versus the
0: Cowboys have a the Giants are underdogs by sixteen points.
1: You forgot the Jersey Shore was was uh was suiting up at QB this week. Yeah, I did. I did. I mean you forgot as well this game was already played and it was forty to zero. I gotta change not enough points. Sixteen is not enough points. Honestly, it should have been like a twenty point spread. I gotta I gotta hmm. All so, right. well, I don't know. That's that's just my thought. Like I feel like so
0: this this is what I personally think. I personally think The Giants are going to have the one pick. The Bears from the Panthers are going to have the two pick. And I personally think the Patriots will have the third, which could be the best spot, could be the worst spot if I think Marvin Harrison would probably go third. But maybe if Justin Fields balls out and they really feel like Justin Fields can be the guy in Chicago, maybe they'll take Marvin Harrison, too. So I don't know. That's that's just how I feel the draft is going to go. The Giants have nothing to play for. They are playing to try to get Drake May or Caleb Williams right now.
1: Yeah, that a thousand percent. No other, no other option for them.
0: No, no other option at all. All right, Scooter, why don't you... Why don't you take us through this par four week nine verdict? Why don't you start us off? I'm going to look for, for a different line for me because I'm not taking that Giants line anymore.
1: Well, it was a pretty fair week for the boys i'd say uh i i i went 2 out of 4 on picks last week uh definitely got the um the falcons game wrong um had them had the falcons covering the spread versus the vikings and they did not um and then i'd say bills bengal's was game of the week i i don't really think that was the case but eagles both our top teams of the first half of the season um they won this past week ravens in much more convincing fashion than uh than the eagles but i think you got more than one out of four i don't know what you're talking about
0: well i my reasoning for going one out of four was because we did the double header on the on the game of the week and and so i'm saying i basically i basically topped my drive sent it in I'm playing at the ranches. I sent it into the house right off the right off the tee box on the right. So
1: Vikings versus Falcons was a great game. Yeah, but it it was a double or double or nothing. So your provisional was really good. No. Okay.
0: (laughs) still still giving me one of four. I got I got the other three right, I feel like. But that one just set me off bad.
1: Mine. Mine was bad, too, because I had Chiefs Dolphins and that was a stinker. That game what a what a bummer all of these like very exciting on paper games have been i know it's pretty sad so um but yeah let's let's it's a new week it's freshly let's let's not bum ourselves out too much yeah
0: let's just get into our dual threat america's game of the week game let's do it i'll start i you know i'm probably higher on one of these teams than most people are uh, and i'm a known advocate for this team um but this is the saints versus vikings i i have this as my game of the week i In think
1: the way you have this as your game of the week
0: 100 i think <laughs> i've watched eric carr for the saints this this year he has been checked down king he is checking the ball down all day the vikings defense i I think this might be the one week Derek Carr actually unloads his arm and and lets it rip because the Vikings defense I do not have trust in their secondary but on the flip side I think the Vikings on offense are so awesome Alexander Madison stepping it up Jordan Addison has he didn't really do much until like the final drive this last week but he came up super clutch uh the KJ Osborne's out now so you know you lose KJ Osborne but Hawkinson's great I I feel like their offense has been clicking so I feel like this might be the game where we actually see quite a bit of offense and that's why I'm going with this one as my dual threat America's game of the week
1: you're zigging when you usually zag with the uh with the you want to see some offense this week
0: yeah I don't know I don't know what I'm thinking but i want to see some offense this i feel like we haven't seen much offense we've seen too much defense this year
1: yeah well you're right it's cuz you're getting your wish and we need you to to um not say your or say your wish out loud so that it doesn't come true so All it right? doesn't come true yeah that's the thing right when you like say your wish out loud it doesn't come true
0: oh yeah i want to see really good defense from both of these teams
1: thank you Thank you. Okay. We're not going to see it. Um, Okay. There are three games I was picking between, and that was not one of the three. (laughs) I can't
0: believe you found three games to pick in this week's slate
1: Niners, Jags.
0: Yeah. That's probably the best game of the week.
1: Bengals, Texans. Okay. You're not a Stroud boy, is what you're saying.
0: (laughs) No, I'm saying, I'm saying. The Texans are coming off too high of a win that they're probably gonna have a bad week this week.
1: Yeah. The Bengals, the Bengals could very well vote him. Um, and third one is the one I'm going with, Lions Chargers, which has the highest total on the slate, um, at 48 and a half. We are going to see the Lions again for the first time since they got to play the Raiders on Monday night football, which was just an absolute disgusting game. I don't even know how else we got to watch Jimmy G sling footballs nowhere near Devonte Adams, but now we're going to get to watch the Lions versus an elite quarterback, one who has been playing very well. He didn't actually, Justin Herbert might've gotten outplayed by Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson was terrible, but Justin Herbert wasn't good either.
0: But everyone loved that Justin Herbert had a gritty play. You know, while he had this broken finger, he was playing through it on his non-throwing hand.
1: Yeah, that's true. Um, Regardless, Herbert's been very good this year. It will be exciting to see the Lions' pass rush versus Justin Herbert. Will they rattle him? Um, The Chargers also... Should we talk about what you're reacting to right now, or should I wait? Let's wait. Okay. The Chargers also just don't have like any targets for him anymore all of a sudden. Like Josh Palmer's now on the IR. Mike Williams was already on the IR. Um, who's the other guy that's on IR for him?
0: Um, Keenan Allen's not playing great.
1: Well, Keenan Allen's still at least there. He still can throw to him. They just probably should put four people on him. Because Quinn Johnston, I he's is he a bust already? Or are we putting the bust label on him?
0: I uh
1: I we think, might no. need to slap the Jalen Rager label on him. TCU receiver that got drafted for his speed. That stinks.
0: Yeah, we might need to. That could be a really good label.
1: All the opportunity in the world to go off this past week and did not. Um, so anyway, we'll see what Justin Herbert can do. The Lions clearly the um, the well, ESPN is predicting the Chargers will win this game.
0: Um. No, I'm seeing the line for the Chargers as plus the three. Line,
1: the line is favoring the the Lions, but the FPI is in, a. However, the ESPN analytics have it as fifty nine percent of the Chargers will win.
0: That's what I'm seeing too. That's kind of weird. Money I'm... line. Money line is on the Chargers. Yeah. But ESPN saying or Moneyline is on the the Lions, but Money Line is saying the Chargers. Or FPI is saying the Chargers. Man, I got that all mixed up.
1: <laughs> yeah. Listeners definitely have it clear now, right now, after that explanation. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm all mixed
1: up because this makes no sense in my mind. Well, it's because the FPI is absolutely terrible. Um, and no one should use it for any sort of good judgment. The FBI probably still has like Miami as the number one team in college. Huh. When it's actually, <laughs> it's actually the Kansas football jacks. But um, the Chargers. My my ESPN FBI says Lions should be favored sixty five percent. Oh, that's pretty high. So hmm. anyway, okay. um, moving on. Um, um,
0: before we move on, I want to say something because I'm looking at all the lines. I'm looking at all the, the opening lines. What it's moved to. Um, if you had to guess the money line for if you were to bet the money line on the New York Giants versus Dallas Cowboys, um, if you bet the Giants, what do you think the money line would be? And if you bet the Cowboys, what do you think the money line would be?
1: As in, like, what the odds are, yeah. A uh, Giants money line is probably like plus 1,000.
0: That's pretty close. Plus 800. I've never seen the money line for the Cowboys at this number. Is it like minus minus 900? No, I've never seen a number this high. Minus 600? No, no, minus
1: 1400. 1400? Yes. You have to bet $1,400 to win
0: $100. Yes. I've never seen a line like this in my entire
1: life. Cannot wait for the Giants to win. And then so many people, you know, like everybody's going to toss Cowboys money line in their parlay just to get a little extra odds <laughs> boost on their parlay. And then the Giants are going to win. Tommy DeVito is going to show me up and we're going to have to have him on the podcast. And I'm going to have to apologize to his face. If you ask him how his father, how cool his father is.
0: Yeah, that's about all we would talk to we him call, about.
1: Should we call Tommy DeVito Jersey Mike?
0: Yeah, we can call him Jersey Mike. We can call him Jersey Mike. All right.
1: All right, we have to give a backup quarterback every year a nickname. I think that's what that's that's our pods brand. If you bet
0: $140,000 on this game, you would make, and the Cowboys win, you would make $10,000. That is a huge
1: risk. I think we might need to pool our funds together. Let's take out a loan and do it. I'm not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> you believe in Jersey Mike, I guess.
0: I I believe way more in Jersey Mike than I do winning hundred bucks after betting fourteen hundred. That's horrible. It,
1: it is so stupid, and it just goes to show how unbreakable the NFL is that even if you bet 100 dollars on the Giants, you would still only win eight hundred dollars. Yeah. That doesn't that doesn't make any sense to me. Like that should be if I bet. in the Giants I should win a million (laughs) dollars that's not how the line should work
0: that's not how Vegas works that's how Vegas always wins
1: that's true um anyway
0: yeah should we move on to our uh, second shot here Scooter we should okay our second shot is the coach of the year so far award Scooter Hmm. why don't you take us off on this one
1: Urban Meyer of the year so far no, uh, no, no. We'll yeah.
0: we'll call it the. Uh... Oh, what was the guy that just got fired by Michigan? Jim Harbaugh. No, no. Uh, the guy who oh, was doing State.
1: No, oh, Michigan, Michigan.
0: I don't know. Uh, the guy that was caught for scouting. Oh man, I don't remember his name. No, this is an Ohio State fan.
1: This is prime heckling for you. I know. Oh.
0: Well, it's his award. This is his award the halfway home coach of the year so far award.
1: Alrighty. Well, I'm going with none of them. The only award I would give the Cleveland Browns is the award to their head coach. The fact that Kevin Stefanski has this team with the ghost of Deshaun Watson, whatever you want to call him. um, And PJ Walker as his quarterback, the fact that they are five and three, they have a marquee win over the 49ers. They lost their like, main source of offense like the second or third week of the season with nick chubb the fact that they're five and three in like an incredibly difficult division is miraculous i don't care what happens the rest of the year with the browns kevin stefanski is very underrated for what he's done um they just absolutely torched the cardinals which say what you want it's hard it's hard to blow teams out in the nfl um and they did even if they have clayton tune as their quarterback but I've looked at the odds for his coach of the year odds, and he was the 13th highest odds to win that award. And part of it is probably has to, has to do with the fact that like the Browns probably won't finish that well, um, like at the end of the season or something, they're predicting that, but like to this point in the season, he has absolutely been a top five coach.
0: Um, I'm looking at the odds and I'm shocked. He's
1: not in like the top five. No, yeah, he's not. He's 13. On That's draft, really shocking. Yeah, um, which is is very. I mean, it's it, like I said, it probably has to do with like they're gonna give it to someone who ends up finishing, ends up making the playoffs, or ends up having a good record. And the Browns probably will not make the playoffs, but still, to this point in the season, he is my coach of the year. Okay, good. I I love it. I'm looking at both of our
0: coaches of the year. Um, Dan Campbell is number one at plus 200. We picked guys that were much longer shots, and I didn't even look at the lines before this, so I like Stefanski. I'm shocked he's that high, I but I'm going to go with another AFC North guy, and that is Mike Tomlin. I personally feel like with the way the Steelers are constructed, I mean... I don't
1: know. I this 30 point differential. <laughs> yes. I like
0: they should not win games. They should not be winning games. And Mike Tomlin has them at five and three. They're probably going to be over 500 this year where they should be one of the bottom feeder teams, in my opinion. And so the fact that Mike Tomlin has them right here, right now, I think that's more incredible than I, before the year we were talking about Dan Campbell and the lions being one of the great teams this year. Um, we took Mike Daniels second on this list, uh, Mike Daniels. We were saying, yeah, the Dolphins, if they can keep Tua healthy, they might be like a Super Bowl favorite. Yeah. So like that, that was kind of foreseen. D'Amico Ryans is third, uh, along with Robert Sala, which is surprising to me. But like D'Amico Ryans is kind of coming out of nowhere. But man, if you would have told me the Steelers have a minus 30 point differential and they're f- sitting at five and three. I would say, man, Mike Tomlin's got to be up there.
1: I think you just got to give the AFC North like the Coach of the Year award as a whole because every single one of them, like what the Ravens have done, is very impressive so far. We need, the Bengals, I mean, they climbed out of the absolute gutter to get to five and three two, and the entire AFC North, if the playoffs ended today, the entire AFC North would be in.
0: That's insane, absolutely insane,
1: and the. Denver Broncos. Let's just give a update on my my playoff prediction. My <laughs> my hot take prediction. Currently in fifteenth, uh, to make the playoffs in the AFC.
0: Hey, mm. just 55. one better than the Patriots.
1: <laughs> Titans have the tiebreaker over the uh. Oh, okay, yeah. So how
0: are my Vikings looking right now? My Vikings. Well, I I, I didn't understand the question.
1: Playoffs. If the playoffs ended today, the Vikings would be in
0: there. See, so I didn't understand the question perfectly. I know but... that's
1: just goes to show how bad the NFC is it shows how bad the NFC is. Like there... that seventh NFC. That seventh NFC slot is just. Atrocious up in Here's the air. Vikings, commanders, Falcons, Buccaneers, Packers. That's so bad. None of those. The the NFC should only get six slots this year. So the Vikings
0: are one slot. So if the Giants win this week and beat the Cowboys and the Vikings (laughs) win, the Vikings would be ahead of the Cowboys. Yes. That feels that feels wrong. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Let's just take away the, the seventh slot. That was a mistake. That was a mistake to put seven slots in uh, the playoffs. Man. The defenders or Vikings might get in.
0: I look at the bottom five teams on this, on the NFC side. It is horrible.
1: (laughs) NFC is very, very bad outside of three good teams and then two okay teams. And then it's just a pile of doo-doo. Wow. And one of the doo-doo teams beat my team. So well, there you go. If if the Vikings still had Kirk Cousins, I would see them as so much but like I would be like, all right, they they deserve to make the playoffs. They're a good team.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Especially yeah. if they had Justin Jefferson. Well, good second shot. That is our Connor Stallions Coach of the Year award. Connor Stallions is the Michigan guy that got fired for uh allegedly, I'm going to say this, allegedly taping play calls from other teams. So uh, let's move on to our third shot here, Scooter. Um, this is the team you're taking against the spread this week, or your over-under matchup if you really want to do that. I'll start because I actually just changed mine. I, I originally had the Giants plus 16 because I saw that number and I said, this is an NFL game. There should, There should be no way that number is on there. And then I then I kind of did an analysis earlier. We all heard that. We were all there. <laughs> oh, no. Um I'm going with the Buccaneers minus one now. I um give me just one second. I gotta pull this back up. Uh the Buccaneers are playing the Tennessee Titans. Ooh. What are the Titans known for?
1: Running the football.
0: Okay, great. Do you know what the Buccaneers are known for on defense right now? stopping the run there you go I feel like the Buccaneers they have Vita Vea they blitz uh, they blitz so often I feel like you may have these numbers you may be able to look up blitz percentages but I feel like the Buccaneers are blitzing so often um and so I feel like for me this is a game where Baker Mayfield will be able to win and I I'm not saying they're gonna They're gonna beat that minus one by much, but I feel like this is a game where the Buccaneers beat that minus one. That minus one uh, spread there.
1: I mean, is this just you betting against Will Levis, or is it you betting against? Is it you betting for Baker Mayfield? Neither. (laughs) Okay. Um, Well, actually, um, no.
0: I would be betting against Will Levis, but. I'm I'm more betting against the the Titans run will not be able to get set up which will force Will Levis to throw more which is not a really good thing for Will Levis. Will Levis needs the run established for him to be a really good thrower I feel like. Still okay. can't I still believe he can't throw to the left like an out to the left. Yes. And so I'm still not high on Will Levis.
1: Um all right, good to know. Um Okay, I'm glad I double checked because I was looking at rushing yards allowed by uh by team, and, ASPN is wrong. So oh, um, at least just what they say they rank. So the Buccaneers still are good good against the run. They're a top ten team against the run. What did they say? What did um, what's what just showed rushing rushing something as thirtieth, but that was actually their rushing offense. So I was wrong.
0: Oh, okay. I'm looking it up right
1: now. They, they're they good against the run. Oh.
0: Why does this show? Oh, that's total yards per game. Let me look at rushing yards per game.
1: Yeah, they're like top 10 still. Yeah. Still not great. Hmm. This this just I just saw a stat that's making me really sad that I'm makes me really fearful for uh, the 49ers. Playoff hopes. I don't want to read it.
0: Yeah. Why don't you read it out loud? Live reaction for us.
1: Eagles are by far first uh, in terms of rushing defense. They only allow 66 yards per game.
0: Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Is yeah. that well, is that because so many teams are throwing on them because they are down against the Eagles and the Eagles secondary not super great this year.
1: Yeah, Eagles allow the fourth most passing yards, which is nice. However, I would say that but at the same time, um the Eagles are like not blowing teams out. They're like playing they're to the down to the level of the competition every week. So they're rushing I, I can look at rushing attempts, but anyway.
0: Yeah, we might need to do a deeper dive into this.
1: Yeah. Um so that worries me. That worries me for the 49ers' sake and I have it right here that the Eagles allow the most oh the fewest amount of rushing attempts.
0: Oh, see, so that could factor into the lowest amount of rushes.
1: Cute. Uh it probably just has to do with because everyone sees Jalen Carter, Fletcher Cox, Brandon. <laughs> and um the mountain of a man, Jordan Davis, and is like, I will never run against them ever.
0: Yeah, I, anyway, I would believe so.
1: Yeah. Um all righty.
0: Alrighty. What about your pick? Who who are you picking here, Scooter?
1: uh i'm taking none other than the cincinnati bengals not much to say here they're they're minus 7 um to beat the texans this week i just feel like the bengals are um playing their best football right now like you already pointed out for me letdown spot for the texans and 7 honestly when I saw like the line could be a little bit higher so that's why I wanted
0: okay I like that I feel yeah we already talked about this could be a letdown spot I feel like once you get above like a touchdown in the NFL though like the spread feels way too huge once it gets above a touchdown
1: yeah until you go and look at the scores in the previous week and you're like oh there were games that were just not even close. Yeah, well, that's true. That's true. Um, or did the Packers somehow beat the Rams by 17 points?
0: Yeah, that that 14, felt kind of fluky.
1: By 14 points.
0: Yeah, that's true. I guess could that's do true. A live,
1: we do a live count of how many games were one-score games? Sure. <laughs> Two, three, <laughs> four, five.
0: Should we do a live count of how many teams scored over 21 points this last week?
1: Eight out of 15 games. or Eight out of 14 games for one score game. So more than half.
0: How many teams scored over 21 points this week? This was us a couple weeks ago. We brought up this 21 points thing. Let's look.
1: It's definitely more this week than there was that one time. There were six teams that scored above 20.
0: So the Chiefs got 21. Counts. That counts. Vikings and Falcons both broke it. Nope. Browns broke it. Nope. Saints broke it. Baltimore, Houston, and Tampa Bay, Indianapolis, Las Vegas, Philadelphia, and Dallas, and Cincinnati. There were a lot more games over twenty. That was pretty good. Not bad. Not bad. Huh. Okay. Well, Scooter, I like the pick. I think we should we should go in on a two game parlay here. Don't know Giant. what. Giants money line and uh, Cowboys or uh, wait, hold on. The alternate under on the uh, Giants Raiders money line.
1: Game. Let's do Giants money line, Cowboys money line. <laughs> Just cover our bases.
0: We should do Giants money line over alternate, alternate line on the Giants Raiders game, and we'll put that at 50. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So if we bit one dollar, we win a million.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Good
1: call. I like it. You never know. There could be a shootout.
0: This could be good. This could be good. Well, Scooter, why don't we finish, finish with our fourth shot? Um, Do you think this is one you should lead out on? Because you would definitely have a much better perspective on this than oh. me. Oh, what are you talking about? Okay, I'll lead out. I'll lead out. That's fine. Yeah. Um, We're going to do our college basketball team of the year there have been you know a handful of games uh i guess this is the third night of college basketball being live so this is a way too early prediction of the best team of
1: the year but take that if you will i just put it in here it doesn't mean they are going to win the championship it just means someone you are um team well, of the minus. year mine is who will win the championship <laughs> but... It could be whatever you want it to be.
0: Okay. I, I took this as whatever I wanted it to be because I'm not as versed as you are. Um, I went with, and honestly, and me,
1: better. it's better for predicting college basketball that way. It's better to know nothing.
0: Yeah. I feel like, I feel like that's true. Tell me, tell me how you feel about this team, but
1: the U I'm going with the U. Uh, they are going to be very good. They're going to be very fast. I mean, they're coming off of final four, their first final four ever um and oh
0: you're talking about a different team i'm talking about the university of utah sorry
1: (laughs) (laughs) yes i was i was i was talking about the miami hurricanes yeah no the u has not come off a final four since like (laughs) uh what's his name keith van horn played there yeah
0: 1999 or something no i was talking about the university of miami i feel like they're going they've been a fast team for the last couple of years but I feel like this year obviously I haven't watched much just looking at scores and stats and stuff I feel like Miami has a a, a real chance this year and they have a couple of foreign guys so I love that
1: yeah they'll be very loaded at guard um Wuga Poplar is going to be one of the best most improved players in college ba- basketball this year um the only real guy they lost from that team last year was Isaiah Wong, who was very good. Well, they I guess they lost Jordan Miller too. Um, but they replaced him with um, the best player, one of the best players in the transfer portal and Matthew Cleveland from Florida State. He left the rival um, and will come and fill in for Jordan Miller quite a bit. He'll be really good. So very good pick. Honestly, very good sleeper pick. And they're very well coached. So I like it. And I like how fast they are. They always feel like they're fast, and I love that any anytime Miami is playing, yeah, a good a good team they are worth tuning into because they will make the the game fun to watch. I agree
0: good well, thanks, thanks for supporting me in that one. You know, I really needed a build up for CBB here
1: you weren't even that wasn't even um I wasn't just blowing smoke. that's a great pick. um currently thirteenth in the rankings, so. I'm going to go with the team who's third in the rankings, and that is the Purdue Boilermakers. You may have heard of them. They are the team who lost to the Farley Dickinson Knights um, in this past NCAA tournament. Uh, they were the second team to lose to a 16 seed. And you know what, Hagan? They're going to be the second team to lose to a 16 seed and then go and win the national championship the next year, just like Virginia Cavaliers did. Purdue is so bad in March, they're terrible. They 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 have now lost to a 13 seed and then a 15 seed and then a 16 seed in back-to-back-to-back NCAA tournaments. That's not going to happen again. Zach Eadie is going to get better somehow. He's going to be the most unstoppable player in college basketball. He'll probably be the first player to repeat um, player of the year since Ralph Sampson wow so because we saw she we saw your boy big o come back he did not have the good of a year this this past year um hansborough was the only guy to do it before that he did not have a good a year the next year either zach Eadie will be very good he is still unstoppable um this is the year of the big man as well because every single preseason all-american list you can look at there's five centers on it pretty much <laughs> there's four centers but then they have to put a guard on and they put tyler kolak from from marquette every single time but it is five centers the best players in college basketball this year are five centers.
0: who are they do they have filipowski in there is he one of them
1: yeah filipowski technically more of a four but he, he will play the five a lot
0: okay so it's filipowski it's a uh, zach edie yep. is it hunter big dickinson Trying to think of
1: who the fourth would be. Um, are you impressed? I got three of them. You know it. You know the other two, probably. Well, you know another another one for sure. Um, has played in a national championship. Armando Beca
0: Oh, yeah. He's I forgot back. he. I forgot he even came back.
1: He's back for his twelfth year. Um, and then another one who will be in many. Preseason award well is in preseason awards list. Donovan Klingen from UConn, um, the backup center they had there as a freshman, who was just I think his like per forty, stats last year were like thirty points a game and like twenty rebounds. So he's an animal too. So yeah, it's the year of the big man. Um, And what I wanted to call out, what can I can I give you a couple things that I am most excited for about college basketball, really quick?
0: I will give you two minutes okay two minutes remaining
1: okay i'm gonna go speed demon on this the top three teams why college basketball will be so fun this year the top three teams built completely different ways number one starting with kansas built through the transfer portal they got the best player in the transfer portal they got a couple other surrounding pieces duke the second best team in the preseason poll all built through freshmen they have five five star freshmen will all be very good they complement them with um, returning guys, Tyrese Proctor, Kyle Philipowski. That'll be interesting to watch. Then Purdue, you have their attention. You pretty much replace one of the best teams in college basketball. Everyone came back. They all were very embarrassed. Their freshman guards will all be sophomores this year and will be a lot better. They won't um, constantly uh, lose the ball to the five, six players on um, the FDU that they had. Number two, everyone is going to talk about Brownie James. For good reason. It will be interesting to watch Brownie James in college basketball this year, if he ever plays. He will not even be close to the best freshman in the Pac-12. Isaiah Collier from USC, perhaps the best point guard in college basketball this year. Awesome. Had a great debut. Cody Williams from Colorado, as well as UCLA, Ademara Mara from UCLA. seven-three guy. I don't know where he's from. He's international. So you you probably know more about him than I do. Let me get on him right uh, now. Yeah. A Mara. Um, last one really quick. There are it is not Brawny who is the son of an NBA player in college basketball this year. We have Dewan Wagner's son. Um DJ Wagner, he will be one of the best players in college basketball this year. We have Paja Stoyakovich's son. Did you know this?
0: I did not know this.
1: One of the best recruits in the country, Andrej Stoyakovich, went to Stanford. Um, I'll look Mason, him up. Mason Miller at Creighton, son of Mike Miller. And Jameer Nelson Jr. at TCU. Who's his dad? Yeah. <laughs> James Nelson, actually. Crazy that Jameer Nelson has a son, by the way, that can be in college. Yeah. And then another son of an NBA player, DJ Rodman at USC, Dennis Rodman's son
0: yeah which that was that was being talked about with collier and brawny yes. being there yes. um what's this guy that you were telling me about from ucla that i gotta look out for a d a y oh M A R A. A day mara yeah he's from spain yep.
1: yep very highly recruited um very skilled skinny guy um they got a
0: lot of foreigners on UCLA. I might like. I can't like UCLA is my problem.
1: Yeah, they have a they. Lo- I mean, they finally that roster. Everyone they had there for a long time. It's everyone's finally gone. Yeah, uh, there's no Tiger Campbell. There's no Hawkins. There's no Drew Zang. There's no, um, uh, Jules Bernard. Anyway, they're gonna be they're gonna be completely new. But they have a ton of talent, and the game to they're watch- young. Yes, very young. The game to watch this week, Duke and Arizona, playing this week. Arizona is visiting the Duke Blue Devils in, in Cameron Indoor Stadium with Caleb Love, the NC the UNC star, has transferred to Arizona, will be going back to Durham to try to pull off another upset in Durham.
0: Um. Arizona still has Palo Larson, right? And Balo, is Balo still there? Or
1: Balo is still there.
0: Okay. Decent teams.
1: Yeah, no, Arizona will be very good as well. They are number 12. Like as I said, Duke is number two. Um, So, yeah. Also, we already saw a a top five team fall at home um, this week in the opening night of college basketball. James Madison, the, the Dukes pulled off the upset so it's getting it's getting another way the best time of the year is officially here
0: i can i can see you sweating because you're so excited right now you're you're getting too
1: giddy the slate isn't it's just insane and if it's a lot even if it's a lackluster slate in in nfl it'll still be a good week in the nfl but i've got college basketball to carry us through in in case yeah you're you're golden well good that was good so cdb team of the year that was way more than two minutes. I'm sorry. I apologize.
0: <laughs> no, I, well, I kind of took us off on some of those sections, so good. Totally, your fault. totally my fault. Well, that wraps up the Dual Threat Podcast for this week. Scooter, before we head out, do you
1: have any shout-outs? I pretty much just used all of my shout-outs, I think, and that's it. Okay, okay. I, I agree with that. <laughs> Shout-out the Dukes for pulling off the big-time upset. Uh, as you know, it is November December January February iso um as the calendar says in the college basketball world it is we might not be iso in march anymore
0: well okay we'll see we'll see we'll see what happens um i want to give a shout out to my chelsea blues oh. the blues uh had an incredible game against Tottenham the other day. I, it, it was not on my TV. I could not watch it, but I ended up watching the highlights. And it seemed like it was just an absolutely mad game. So if you haven't seen, go check out the highlights from the Chelsea Blues versus the Tottenham Hotspur and see what went down in that game.
1: Is this in like, are, this isn't in the, the Champions League?
0: This is in the Prem, the Premier League. In the Prem,
1: okay. Yeah.
0: So go check it out. It was it was a wild game. A lot of VAR was was going on. Uh, a couple of red cards. Uh a couple of called off uh, two called off goals. Absolutely I, mad. I, I,
1: I'm going to check it out right now. I'm I just, I could hear. <laughs> crazy guy just got out of my 4 to 1.
0: 4 to 1. Um wild. Absolutely wild. So shout out to my blues.
1: So oh, there we go oh, to Nicholas Jackson, the hat trick.
0: Yeah. Second half hat trick.
1: Two goals in stoppage time.
0: Yeah. That's <laughs>
1: wild. That is wild. You're right. I'm spoiling it.
0: You're spoiling it. Go watch the highlights. It's a good one. Uh, yeah. But thank you all for joining this week. We hope you have a great one. We'll catch you next time on the Dual Threat Podcast. See ya.